3: Happy December, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. It is part of our Christmas special series this December for the outer of Decluttering. We have been taking you through getting to know each of our staff members. And today we're introducing you to Carly, I met Carly first when she became a client of ours um, several years ago and talked to me about her great passion for decluttering. She'd found our podcast through Brooke McCallery, Slow Your Home. Carly is incredibly intelligent. She has emotional intelligence. The way her brain works is systems, but also compassion. And so I hope you really enjoy today's episode and interview with Carly.
2: Welcome to The Art of Decluttering. I'm Kirsty Perugia.
3: And I'm Amy Ravel. And we're in smoky Melbourne today. Yes. Uh, do you think the whole country is as smoky as Melbourne today? Or do you reckon that it's... Because today's been... the worst that's been in Melbourne since the beginning of the fires.
2: Wow, really? Yeah. This is this ain't nothing, my friend. Oh, I
3: can imagine. Tell us about what it's like in New South Wales at the moment.
2: Um, so we are recording in January, just to give some context to yep. the people listening. Um we have had pretty bad days. Like today, is I don't know how to classify it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's hazy, but it's not. It's not smoky. It's not smoky. Right. we in Sydney. We've had days where you can't see the Harbour Bridge from the tower. Like from like it's been descended haze. Yeah. Like, and when I was driving down here from from um, Sydney, and it was right after the like. It was at the peak of the fires. We're and... just after the peak yep. of the fires. Um, the, at some points, I couldn't see off the side of the road. <gasps> yeah, didn't I tell you no. that? No. So for the all of the drive, there was haze, like there is today. Yeah. And then there was some times where we couldn't. We could only see a couple of hundred meters in front of us and a couple of hundred meters off to the side. And then there was one point. Um, It was probably near the Buffalo fires um, that we couldn't see off the side of the road. Like you could only see the barriers on the side of the road. You couldn't see past that. And so some days in Sydney, and I know Canberra has been the worst place. Yes. So Canberra's been in heavy descender So let's
3: quickly pull Carly in. Welcome, Carly. We've got Carly here on the episode today. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because Carly's got, you've got family in Canberra or... You yeah, friends in- and yeah, okay.
1: adopted family, I guess, from our time living in Canberra. And what's what are they reporting on there? It's pretty bad. Um, they've sold out of air filters, I think, oh. around the place. Um, I've got a few friends who've actually left Canberra for the health of them and their kids wow. who are asthmatic and go on to mm-hmm. family interstate at the moment. Yeah. So it's, in some
2: ways it's it's helpful that it is school like so for our overseas listeners this is our summer holidays so similar to America but we only like we have six to seven to eight weeks off school and Mm. um, lots of businesses go into slow mode and it's a real juggle for working parents (laughs) to find care for their children for that long holidays because we don't have unlike America we don't have camps very many camps and we might have day camps and there might be like a week or two of camps but you can't send your kids away for the whole summer holidays <laughs> like you can in, in the States. Um, so in some ways it's a it's um, it's we're lucky to be in a season that we can take when we're, we're not having to take kids out of school mm. to get them out of Canberra and out of fire affected zones. You can go mm. and stay with your family and yes, you might you are taking time off work, and it's and it's a huge inconvenience and horrible. But you're not having to take your kids out of school and missing school just to get them into good air just quality. Just make it
3: safe, far out. So that's where we are. Yeah, that's the state of our country. Hopefully, by the time this episode is aired, that's no longer the state of our country. So many um, people have contacted us from America particularly and checked in on us. Kirstie and I are in cities, so we're safe from fire, but lots of our clients and friends and listeners and community and our country is in pain, so continue to pray for rain and healing and, um,
2: yeah, community. Community, yeah. So we have Carly. Carly. Hello. So lovely so good to, to have, have you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so can you introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about you and your family and why are you
1: here? I can. Um, so, as you said, my name's Carly. Um, I have a family: my husband Chad and my two beautiful children. I've got a three and a half year old and a five and a half year old who is about to start school. Woohoo! Um, are you woohooing, or are you a bit nervous? No, I'm woohooing. She's ready. A bit nervous about the logistics. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I'm ready. My daughter's <laughs> ready, definitely. Um, so I went on a decluttering journey myself um, when my now three-and-a-half-year-old was born. I got hit that point of overwhelm, <laughs> as you hear a lot. Yes. Um, I worked through quite a lot myself and listened, started listening to podcasts about minimalism. Uh, I got onto the Slow Home podcast with Brooke McCallery, who I know a lot of other listeners probably listen to as well. And on that podcast, Brooke interviewed Kirsty. Hey. So I listened with a lot of interest. Um, I'd been thinking about having a professional organiser in for a while, wasn't sure what it involved, uh, if I really needed one. I didn't feel like I had um, a house too packed full of stuff, but I also knew it was too much for me. Mm. So I looked up Kirsty, found out she was in Sydney, found Amy in Melbourne, gave her a call, uh, and had Amy come into my house and declutter. With her coming in to my house and decluttering, I mentioned to her that it was also something I would enjoyed doing and was interested in doing for other people. So that's the connection.
3: And then you've started working for us. I have. Yay! Yay we're so
1: <laughs> thankful for you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so um, I would agree with you in the sense that your house definitely wasn't cluttered, but I love what you said, it was too much for you. Can you share a bit about what that looked like? and ha- how you knew that? Like, how did you at one point go, okay, this is, this is not where I want to be, this is not my vision?
1: Absolutely. Um, I'll start with when you did see it, I had been probably steadily working through for about a year on bits and pieces. I don't think our house ever looked messy from the outside, but every cupboard was packed. It was that whole find a place for someone, you know, throw things when someone came over. So, I'd spent a lot of time working on systems, not realising until I got onto the decluttering journey that I it was too much stuff in yep. there. So I had been spending a lot of time clearing out, but by the time I called Amy in, there was a few trouble spots that I just hadn't been able to crack myself and needed an outside opinion. Mm. Um, and I knew I needed someone that was sort of distanced to give that opinion and assistance. So that's where um, I knew it was too much. The other reason was... If I had to find something, it was a struggle and then a cause of stress on myself, my husband and kids if you couldn't find something straight away. So it was having that freedom, I'll mm. use your word, of knowing exactly where something is that I'm now have, I'd say getting to, not yep. not
3: 100%. The difference um, between, say, Lex that we interviewed a few weeks ago and you, is Lex, we was we worked together over... A multiple months. Whereas for you, it was three sessions and that was it. You didn't need any more help from me because you had it. Like you, you, It was back to where you needed it to be and you could maintain it.
1: Yeah. I'd say also after those sessions, um, there were a lot of things that clicked over time. So a few of the questions um, Amy asked about, do, do you really need this and why? And I'd answer straight away with why, because it was given to me by so-and-so. And she'd say, okay. And then it would take a few weeks to settle in and I'd look back at something and go, actually, I, I don't need this. Um, so it was a process afterwards as well of having everything settle in and, and giving myself the permission mm-hmm. that Amy gave as well to get rid of things. It sounds like you are similar to so many of our
2: listeners, that you had really great organising skills, that you had a plan in place for everything in your ha- home you just had too much and you would also do that, um, swipe or don't swipe. Like you would do the swipe and you would shove it in a cupboard and then that became
1: overwhelming. Is that a right reflection? Um, yes. And I would say also, um, I think my husband is a little bit of a soulmate for Simon in that he's extremely organized. (laughs) And so I have come on board with that, um, but it also helps his stress levels, having that environment and me stepping up a bit as well to keep everything. Um, I guess his tolerance is for the clutter is lower than my tolerance.
2: Yep Yep. Let's get them to meet Monday day and commiserate over the wives that they chose. <laughs> <laughs> We're now both professional
3: organizers, funnily enough. Yes,
2: yeah. and who we can and we can say we are like this because of you, lovely Chad and lovely Simon. Yes. <laughs> so, has it made um, what impact has that had on your relationship with Chad? Um, it's
1: it's made things smoother. I think he, he can ask where something is, and I can answer. You know, there's not that um, stress point around mm. our things. Um, there's not that stress point around having people over. Uh, If I have my parents or family coming over, there's no scramble to tidy the whole house before people get in the door. It's, Mm -hmm. okay, uh, do we need to duck to the shops and get any food? No, we're good. That's great. Awesome. Even I'm not
3: there at the moment. We had cursed over yesterday and I was like, oh, my gosh, the house looks like a bomb went off. And Emily did say, why is your house so messy? <laughs> I was like, because it's the middle of the school
1: holidays. <laughs> uh, well, I should add, with two small children, it changes very, very Yeah, it doesn't quickly. take long, does
2: it? <laughs> and that was going to be my next question. What are, Have you seen any changes in your kids? They're, they are very young. Um, but has there been any change?
1: Um, I think probably not that I've noticed in terms of a change in them, but in I'm learning how better to pitch things to them uh, to, to keep things clear. And I, I'm constantly trying new things with them, with what works and what doesn't. And I had a, a chat to my five-and-a-half-year-old on the way out the door this morning because she was trying to find a toy and she couldn't find it. And I said, do you think maybe you just have too many of that type of toy we should talk about which ones you want to keep and which ones you want to take to the op shop when you get back from daycare. And she said, oh, yeah, okay, mum, which was a bit of a turning point um, for her. Mm. And for me, I guess in how I've asked the question, because I might have previously said, you've got too much stuff, let's get Mm. rid of it. And, of course, they get protective over their stuff. Yeah. So
2: What has been the transition from feeling like from having an um, overwhelming home for you um, and reaching out to Amy and then transitioning to becoming a professional organiser yourself?
1: Uh, I would say it's, it's a lot easier when it's someone else's things from your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would start with that. Yes, um. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so... When you don't have that emotional attachment, I think it's, it's a very different space. Um, the difficulty I find in doing organising for someone else is the more of the emotional load mm-hmm. in looking out for them and worrying about asking the right questions or whether I'll push them too much or not enough and, and that balance mm-hmm. rather than over the actual items. Whereas when you're doing your own, it's, it's a decision point over each item.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's really insightful because I think that is the hardest part of being a professional organiser is holding that space, asking the right questions, the emotional load. That is so well put, so well put.
2: We love you, Carly. We (laughs) We really do. Thank
3: you. I love you both too. So, Carly, you um, work casually for us. What do you do outside of organising? Obviously you've got two little ones. I do
1: um, and I work four days a week in a corporate role as well. So that's a, that's a part-time role around small children and daycare. Hmm. But it it is uh, one day at home I do flexible arrangements and then three days in the office. So there's a commute involved and meal prep and organisation for that time yeah. that I'm out of the house. Talk to us about that because neither
3: Kirst or I work outside of the house that much. Um because we're with clients, but we're generally with clients within school hours. We're not in a corporate role where it's like maybe a nine to five, four days a week. And,
2: and we dictate when we start work. Correct.
3: We get to we make the get choices. We get dictate it. Yeah. Like. So talk to us about that and, and how you've made that work and maybe some tips for our community as well.
1: Um, obviously, it's different for every family, for our family Um, My husband, Chad, goes quite early in the morning. He leaves home before six most mornings to make it to the other side of the city. So I do daycare drop off and go into work and then I stay later and he comes home and does pick up. And most parents I know where both are working tend to do that staggered arrangement where one will do drop off, one will do pick up. We're both morning people, which makes it hard because I sort of lose my most productive time at um, but that's how we had to work it mm. for our family and Chad's more of a morning person he wakes up and he's awake uh, unfortunately for me as are both the children <laughs> so they're both up at the crack of dawn so yeah they're ready to go often before I'm ready to go yeah it's that luxury of waking up when you're ready to as opposed to Small Can
2: I tell you that it makes bed. it really easy when they're both at primary school, yes, because they're both able to. They you will train them to make their own lunches, to get their bags packed, and then they'll, you know, be able to do creative play or be on the iPad or watch TV, and you'll be able to get up when you're ready, mm-hmm. and you'll still get, and they'll be ready because yeah, it's they're awesome. up good for to know. hours. Yeah. Our the back one to, to school
3: episode, we talk a lot about the dial and the switch type of kids. So if you haven't listened to that episode, it was a few weeks ago. Um, and I think when you've got switch kids, which are wake up, they're ready to go, it's so, it makes parenting in the morning much easier. So look forward yeah. to that. that. That will be good. That will be helpful. <laughs> Thank you,
1: Chad, for that part. <laughs> yes. uh, he does do a lot of the cooking and the meal prep, um, though, and he preps his own meals, so weekends, We will stagger, he'll get his meals ready for the week and into the freezer and then um, I'll do the same for mine because he's a vegetarian and I'm not so we have slightly different Mm. eating arrangements and preferences Mm. as well. He does most of the dinners because he picks up the kids. So that's how the split works in that way. Uh, Housework in our house is pretty evenly split. I think if you ask Chad, he'll tell you he does all of it. Mm. <laughs> there's just a lot with two kids. So we both feel Are like we're sure doing we all of it.
2: sure we don't have the same husband and he's just commuting between <laughs> Melbourne and Sydney?
1: <laughs> Apparently there's no time around the no. laundry. <laughs> so so I, I, we're lucky in that respect in that it, it sort of fell into quite an even split quite naturally um, for us. And, and the organisation, again, I've taken on most of the home admin and I think as you've previously talked about in the mental load episode and a few others, that mm-hmm. does tend to fall often to the female in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's been a bit of a transition on both our part. I, I ask now if, if there's things I can't keep track of with being at work as well and especially when work ramps up, things drop off the radar for home and i've learned to ask for help in that area
3: that's really good
1: i love at
2: your clients who are, are amazing at I asking know. for help
3: i know so
2: good yeah right we all know how much you love the art of decluttering and i have got something equally as good as the art of decluttering it is amy's book simply organized You get a couple of hours of Amy's dulcet tones talking to you as she explains to you all the goodness of how to simply get organised and declutter your home. Head over to Amazon and you can get the Kindle version or the
3: audiobook there. Kelly, for someone who, like you, is interested in professional organising but not yet ready to kind of launch into it full-time and start their own business, how has it been coming on as a casual for us? And is that something that you would say to other people, hey, that's a great idea if you can find a professional organiser in the, your area? Like how has that played out rather than going like I'm going to quit my job and just going to do this full-time?
1: I'd absolutely recommend doing it that way. It gives you the safety net, of course, of, of finding out if you like it, seeing what it involves because every job is very different, working out if it's something that you'd like to do and also I've had the privilege of working with Amy and Kirsty as well on one job Mm. and just listening to what you say and how you say it to clients uh, is what I've got the most out of. Mm. So I think going in with someone else, finding a professional organiser and having them as a bit of a a mentor trainer in that type situation Mm. is, is a smooth way to do it and find out if you like it before jumping in yourself. I wish
3: I'd done that. I didn't even know there were other professional organisers in the world when I started except for Kirsty. Like I I didn't know anyone in Melbourne that was an organiser but I think it took me a long time to work out that mental space. What about you, Kirst?
2: Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah. It
3: would have been really helpful to have someone just watch and go, oh, that's how they're asking that question and that's how the language can be phrased around this. And um, we, as professional organisers, learn to ask questions intentionally so rather than um I can see that you've got seven spatulas do you need them all for which the answer will most likely be yes it's like I can see you've got seven spatulas are there three that you prefer to use (laughs) you know like there's there's ways and that's not manipulative that's helping them make a decision like we're not saying you could only have three pick three and I'm going to check out like it's We're not taking, but it is helping people. So to have learnt that back at the start would have been amazing.
2: I also wanted to ask a similar question than what we asked Lex. Um, You had... Listen to our podcast so you felt like you knew us before you contacted yes. Amy but how did you feel when you were opening the door to Amy or how did you feel in the lead up to Amy actually coming into your house because you as you said you had done lots of preparation you'd been listening to lots of things minimalist and you've been working really hard on yourself and in your home and you had decided that yes you do need somebody to come alongside you how
1: did it feel how were you feeling still nervous uh amy sends an email if you book a session about what to do and what not to do and not feeling like you have to prepare the house but as with i think it's culturally ingrained if you have a guest or someone Mm. coming over to your house you still want to prepare it so it was almost counterintuitive to sit and wait Uh, so i would say if anyone else is experiencing that it's quite normal feeling like did I really need Amy to come in? Mm. You know, are there other people who probably need, not need it more but are more deserving of her time or something like that Um Dig a well? bit into
3: that for us. Yeah.
1: I think, uh, as I said earlier, I didn't feel like my house was a disaster but I did recognise I had those last few really stubborn areas that I, I wanted to knock over. So it was that balance mm. um, and also the investment, um, of, of the money investment. So that those questions of whether it was the most appropriate way yeah, to spend good. the money and yeah. the time.
3: Cause I think that's a question a lot of people have, but they feel bad asking us, like they feel bad. Do you find this curse? Like when you're talking to clients, like they want to say, Oh, I don't think I'm ready yet. But what they're saying is, I don't know if I can justify spending that amount of money on something that I feel like I should be able to do myself.
2: Yeah, and when our culture tells us that we should be able to do it ourselves and when, you know, potentially family members or extended family members have uh, explicit or an implicit expectation of you that you should be able to do all of it, like I did it all by myself or it's, you know, I'm not saying that this is what Chad did, but you know, when husbands are really organised or when wives are really organised and they're like, but I find it easy, why is it so hard for mm. you to do it? There can be, I think our culture breeds that this is, this, this. is you know, and if you've chosen to stay at home with your children and give up work for a period of time, like how could you not have time to be <laughs> organised? Like how we all know... <laughs>
3: Yeah, you are got to punch someone in the face if yeah. they
2: say that to you. <laughs> yeah, we all know that that is not the truth. But when our culture, this is a message that our culture tells us that, you know, well, you've chosen to spend time at home with your children. So that is part of your job is to learn, if you haven't already learned it, to learn how to be organised, to learn how to declutter, to learn to be the perfect mum, which is what we talked about in the Mental Load episode. But I, I think... And then to, you know, if, if your family of origin are careful about money and if your partnership mm. with your in your family is about being careful with money or one of you is careful with money, then it is an investment to have a professional organiser on board. So I totally, mm. we get this all the time.
3: Yeah, it's good to have someone come and say it. To the community. Yeah. So um, Carly,
2: what did you do to overcome or what? how did you work around that?
1: Well, I or, will say I have the benefit of hindsight now yes. having mm. done both yes. in that going into homes, as I said, is quite different and you don't have the hang up of it being your own things. The other way to look at it as a staying at home or looking after the house, if I compared it to my career, well, you have training or you get the help of experts in the workplace. Mm. I know my strengths and that's what I get paid to go and do each day. So why not pay someone else who has that as their strength to come in and assist in that part of my life uh, is how I looked at it when I I did take the step of getting Mm. Amy to come in. And I'd say that holds true now that I've been working as a professional organiser and going into other houses. And I find um,
2: also that, like you testified to this, that just having Amy come into your home, you learnt the great questions to ask of yourself and then now you apply that when you're in in our clients' homes. But just like in a professional setting, in a corporate setting where you um, are trained in a way you, you're, the expectation of you in a corporate setting or in a business setting is that you take on board the lessons that you've been taught by the by the trainer and yeah. that you apply it to your everyday life. So, and that's why I'm like, well, that's a great um, take on the investment that you're making by having a professional organizer in is that you're not just getting your house cleaned like you're not getting it, we don't clean. You're not getting your house <laughs> Amy, decluttered. Amy definitely doesn't clean. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get your house decluttered and organised. You get that training. You get yeah. the question, the great questions to ask yourself and particularly if you do it alongside these podcasts and, you know, if you come and do the Head, Heart and Home course a lot, uh, along with it, that you really do get that really good grounding and training in professional organising whether you want to do like Carly has and become a professional organiser yourself or if it's just for growing in your knowledge and developing a strength. Was having Amy in as you expected or was there anything harder or easier or what was that What was that actual experience like?
1: I didn't have very strong set expectations and that's been uh, part of my longer-term minimalism journey in terms of helping my own mental health. So I can't say whether it was how I expected or not. What I hadn't thought of, though, when Amy comes in is that she goes through everything. <laughs> and it's very easy when it's your own stuff to go, oh, there's just a box in the corner, one shoe box in the whole room. We've done the whole room. Amy will go to that one shoe box and tip it out and go through everything one by one. And that took me by surprise.
3: Mm. And that... I think is one of the benefits of having someone else because it's easy to think but it's just that or it's just that cupboard, don't worry about it, that doesn't bother me. But when you do get into it, you're like, oh, I actually didn't need 75% of that.
1: Yes, so it was, I guess, the extent of detail um, Mm. that you go into that I I wasn't expecting before she came in. Otherwise, though, um, not, not a lot I hadn't sort of, I had no expectations other than I'd like to get through these areas. I'm not sure how that's going to happen, just that an expert's going to come in and help me make it happen.
3: <laughs> and we did. I really liked that you got like a sewing room at the end of it all. Yes. Like There was a sewing room. Like, I love that sometimes in a house we almost create spaces that weren't there. It's like oh, I have a whole room for sewing. How did that happen? Or I now have a, the kids have a playroom; they didn't have a playroom before. Those kind of things are pretty fun. Yes, and I have been sewing. Have you? Yes. What have you been sewing? Kids' clothes. Oh, awesome.
2: Just amazing. I just I just love love what we, what people are able to transform, mm. like by themselves in their own homes, like with um, the learning that they seek out for themselves and then also when we come alongside Mm. them. Did you find it helpful to like, so often when I work with clients, um, people find it, um, I put it up on our Facebook community a couple of um, months ago now, but that body doubling effect so that you, it's just having somebody in the space, like you were more than capable of doing all the work yourself. You had been doing it and you could have gone slower. You know, you could, you probably could have done it all by yourself. Mm. You didn't actually need Amy, but probably. In
3: retrospect often, like you feel like that's, um, uh, Lex said it a couple of episodes ago of helping you lose the last five kilos.
1: Yes, that's probably a good analogy for where I was at Mm. as well. I think, though, you get to that point of decision fatigue mm-hmm. and you don't want to add physical fatigue to it as well. And I'd say that's where I add value helping in other clients' houses mm. in that they're going through the decision fatigue. They don't have to lug the bags of stuff they've decided to get rid yeah. of out, out the front or to the donate pile, that sort of thing. So
3: We're a pretty wicked team when we get in a job together, aren't we? Like we just work fast and hard.
1: Yeah, and that's... That's, I think, where the value is added as well of taking those extra um, things off the person Mm. who's already putting themselves under, you know, a fair amount Mm. of pressure just by going through the process. Mm.
3: Do you have a review for us, Kirst? I have the reviews in my pack too, but I'm just deferring to you today.
2: That's fine. I love reading reviews. This one is from Liz in Briz. From Clutterbug to Clarity. She writes, I am a clutterbug by nature. Me too, my friend. But thanks largely to listening to the utter decluttering in just the last few years, as our house started to become more cluttered with two kids under five, it's actually becoming tidier and better organised than before kids, which is a bit of a miracle, really. Thanks, lovely Kirsty and Amy. Really can't recommend this podcast enough. Thanks, Liz and Briz. Mm, We love our Brisbane friends. Thank you and
3: Callie, you're the best we love working with you thank you for coming and sharing with our clients our clients with our community and our clients
1: thank you for giving me the opportunity to work with you both and oh, to talk to all your listeners thank you
2: I I want to say thank you because I worked with you once but I don't have the privilege of working with you ongoing because we live in different states but you know if dad gets moved to Sydney yeah a job there watch out <laughs> um <laughs> I wanted to extend my gratitude to you for the encouragement that you are to Amy and to me and to our community at large. You're um, often in there encouraging people and giving people your wisdom and your lived experience as well. So thank you so much for all that you do for our um, community and um, thank you so much for being the bright, shining light that you are and for really helping Amy and helping our team in Melbourne. So thank you, Carly. Oh, pleasure. Thanks for being on our podcast.
3: Have too. an amazing week, peeps. Yes. We can't Seven wait. Seven days, we'll be back here in we your will. ears. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook
2: so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, decluttering.com.au so if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there.
3: If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash Decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day. And enjoy the freedom.
0: Hold up.